I'm Billy Liggett. Are you sure? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Michelle Perez. And this rhymes with orange. So when I'm not doing podcasts, I am also the director of news and publications at Campbell University. And one of my duties is uh, editor of Campbell Magazine. And our upcoming edition, which will be coming out this fall and winter, probably closer to winter, uh, we'll be taking a look at the life of first-generation college students. And this is defined as students who whose parents uh, either did not attend college or did not graduate college, and they are representing the first generation of their immediate family to attend university. And um, first off, our co-host today uh, with Leah Witt, now she's Leah Jarvis, out on Honeymoon, uh, we have Dr. Michelle Perez. She was our second guest on this show way back in, uh, I think it was September, so welcome back, Dr. Perez. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be back. Your, uh, your position here at Campbell uh, is actually very, um, uh, what's the word, Sarah? you got to help me out here. <laughs> yeah, your job here is, actually relates very well to what we're going to talk about today, and that is uh, first-generation college students. And our guest today is Haley Simpson. She is a first-year pharmacy student and a native of Fayetteville, and uh, she's got a lot to talk about with us today. So welcome to the show, Haley. Welcome, Dr. Perez. Glad to have both of you Uh Haley, uh, first thing we ask every guest here is, uh, how did you get to Campbell University? Well, one day I was touring a bunch of colleges, and my dad was like, why don't we go by Campbell? And we only live like 45 minutes away, so I was thinking to myself, oh, I'll never go to Campbell. That's way <laughs> too close to home. Right. But we were on the way back from Raleigh, I believe, and he was like, let's just swing by there. So I swung by, and I thought I was already set on where I was going, and I came here, and I got a tour from Nathan Rice, and I thought, wow, this is definitely where I want to be. It was one of those moments where people are like, this is home, and I didn't think that would happen to me. I thought that was just you know, fairy tale. I didn't think that's actually what happened when he visited colleges, but I knew Campbell was the place for me. What was, what was it about Campbell that uh, changed your mind? Well, I think I've been on many college tours, probably five or six, before I came to Campbell, and most of them were just large tours, and they felt very disconnected, and they were nice, but when you came here, it was just like me and Nathan and my dad, and we rode around, and it was personal, and he asked about me, and it's like Nathan cared about me, and he cared about the school. He wanted to know if I was a fit for Campbell and if Campbell was a fit for me. So it just felt personal. We ran into Nathan on the way up here, didn't we? We so, did. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to tell him to, to listen this week. Um, so, like I said, like I did in the introduction here, uh, you are a first-generation college student. So tell us about your background and uh, um, why college was a fit for you. Well, my background, I'm the only child. My dad's a tobacco farmer, and my mom's a cosmetologist. So... They both wanted to go to a university, and they both had been accepted, but at the time they didn't have the opportunity financially, so they took different routes. And I believe that me coming to college, they've both like lived vicariously through me. They love coming to Campbell. They're very proud. I think they were more excited about me getting to college than I was. So they've enjoyed it just as much as I have. So um, a lot of what the story will discuss and uh, um, a lot of what I've been talking about with a lot of freshmen who are first-generation students is is what it is about being a first-generation student that makes it a little more difficult or maybe mm -hmm. different than students whose parents 
either went to the same college before them or just experienced college. So you're a, you're a first year pharmacy student now, so you've been through it. You're, you actually, you've lived through college now. Right. You're not new to this anymore. So looking back, what did being a first generation student, um, how, how did that affect your college life, either for the good or for the bad early on? Well, I guess there was both. Like early on, some things that were confusing to me, it was com- even more confusing for them. So it was hard to reach out to get help, registering for classes and, you know, looking at dorm life. And especially when I was thinking about joining a sorority, they were like, huh? Like they had to do nothing <laughs> about Greek life. So right. I had to reach out to other resources when I had questions. So I guess that was the difficult part. But also, too, they were very supportive. And because they were so excited, they pretty much encouraged me to join anything. And they were always positive about college experience. Dr. Perez, you've heard these stories over and over and over. I'm curious, what did you think college would be like, and has it come to fruition? Uh, yes and no, I guess. I went to a small high school. I graduated with 30 students. So to me, college was going to be just, like, huge. Like, in my head, I had that it was going to be a huge experience and that, you know, it would just be, I would be surrounded by a lot of people I didn't know. I was kind of scared about that, especially being the only child. I came from a small family, so... That was what made me weary about going to college. And so when I came to Campbell, really everywhere I go, I see somebody I know. I feel like I've gotten to know most of campus or majority, even if I don't know their name, I know their face. So college was not as scary as I thought it would be, but it definitely was as fun as I expected it to be. Can, can you um, go back in time and think about your first day on campus when you were moving to campus? Oh, yeah. Tell us what that was. Like, how did you pack? What did you bring? How did you know what to do? Um, and walk us through that. Okay. Well, I feel like I packed a lot, but when we got here, we didn't realize what all we needed. So when we got here, we had to, like, make three trips to Walmart. I remember driving everywhere. My parents didn't even leave. I think we got here at 8 a.m. Parents didn't leave till like, 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> By the time we had gone back and forth, we'd get back, we'd be like, oh, my gosh, we forgot this. So it was a lot of running around. And then we all toured campus. And Do you like, remember the things that you forgot? Oh, yeah. I forgot they? toilet paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot uh, everything for the shower, basically. Mm-hmm. Cleaning supplies. All, like, I remember clothes and things like that. But when it came the to like, a things, home, right? yeah, you're <laughs> like, oh, man, I didn't think I'd actually need uh, toothpaste. Like, yes. Mom always buys toothpaste. You know, so it was those little things. I'm also a first-generation student, mm-hmm. and I'm also an only child. Right. Um, so some of those those missing items, mm-hmm. I, I can relate with, with uh, I only brought a few things as well. Right. And it was also a sad day, I think, especially for them, you know, because, you know, leaving and going, going off to school. But you said they've lived vicariously through you. Again, Faithful, as you said, what's that, 40 minutes away? 45 minutes So maybe. if you needed them, they would be here at the drop of the head, I guess. So, oh, yeah. So, and you've been here, are you in your fourth year? Are you in your fifth year? Fourth. Fourth, Okay. So in the last three years and, and this year, uh, how, how often would you say your parents come up and uh, um, how, how big a part of your college life have they played? Well, I would say freshman year, they probably came up once a week, especially if there was something going on. They came to every football game. And then, I don't know, they just came to everything they could come to, basically. So freshman year, I think it was a lot, and I was getting adjusted to, so they would come up anytime I needed them. Now it's probably still every football game or you know, if there's an event going on with a pharmacy school, things like that. So maybe once or twice a month. But they're 100% involved, and they want to come. They always are calling me, asking me if something's going on. Dr. Perez, I know when I spoke with you um, about this subject, 
you kind of said there are two types of parents mm-hmm. for, for a first-generation student, or maybe any incoming student. That's the parent that is heavily involved and the parent that, like my parents, mm-hmm. dropped me off. I went to turn around and say goodbye, and they were halfway <laughs> down the road. <laughs> How does having that support system help a student early on, Dr. Perez? Well, it's amazing. I am, you are living the success of having such parental support and family support. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard transitioning to college, being a first generation and only child, and knowing that you have unconditional love, unconditional support, that mm-hmm. the mistakes or the failures that you might perceive in their eyes are all successes. Mm-hmm. It really it really alleviates some, some fears. I mean, yes, we, you don't want to fail, um, but, but knowing that they're there behind you, your biggest fans, from day one till the end, um, really is a, um, a blanket, a comfort mm-hmm. that I can tell the way you speak about them and that you're now succeeding into graduate school, that, that it's, it's a reality that our family support can make a difference in our students' success. Yeah, I'm curious, how has your relationship with your parents grown um, and have you seen them change with your involvement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think as you get older, your parents become more like your friends anyway. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I feel like it was more like mom and dad. And I was like, I was almost scared of mom and dad. Like, you know, it was strict and you live by the rules. And then you come to college and you're kind of your own person. You get in your own routine and they become more like your friend. Like, I know I always call them for advice now and things like that. And so it's like they're more, I feel like they're looser now that I'm in college. Like, they're more like, oh, let's hang out and do this. Where in high school, they're like, what are you doing? When will you be home? It's like, it's a different kind of relationship. They have more trust. You know, you get responsibility as you get older. Um, What's the difference between what you're doing now and then your first few years? I think the biggest difference is time. In undergraduate, I did have more time to see my parents still. And there were more events, I guess, for them to come to. They were able to be more involved. And for me, I was able to go home more. Now in graduate school... It is a lot of studying. It's a big-time commitment. So I think it's been hard for them not being able to see me as much and being as involved. Because when you're in the graduate program, you are separated from undergraduate. Like, we all celebrate football games and sporting events, but the activities are kind of different. So I guess just more time for school has been a commitment. And you're going to school to to be a pharmacist, am I correct? And uh, what, uh, what brought about that? wanting to become a pharmacist. Your dad, you said your dad was a farmer, um, and this is way different than that. What what made you want to do this? Well, my dad, one of his very good friends, is a pharmacist. And so I remember in high school, I just I did not know what I wanted to do. I knew I was I enjoyed math and science. So my dad, I guess, had talked to his friend one day, and he was like, well, you know, he said he really liked math and science, and he's a pharmacist now. And I'm like, oh, well, that kind of <laughs> sounds good. And so then he asked me to shadow him, and I spent a lot of time with that pharmacist at Stedman Drug, and I worked for them for about half a year, shadowed for a summer and then worked for half a year, and I fell in love with it. I've always been really involved in the community, and I saw their impact on the people around them and the trust they had with their patients, and I liked their relationships, and I knew it was something I would be interested in being involved in. I know part of Campbell's mission is um, to have its pharmacy and medical and health science graduates go out into underserved areas. You mentioned watching what a pharmacist does for the community. Um, is that your hope in life, is to go to a smaller community, or do you see yourself sky's the limit wherever it takes you? What, what's your future plans? 
I think as of right now, I see myself in a smaller community because I've always been in a smaller community. But I'm not. I wouldn't limit myself. It probably would be nice to experience new things. But I did see when you are in a smaller community, I feel like you do have more one-on-one relationships, just like at Campbell University. And I would like to continue that. Haley, I was wondering, now that you've experienced your four years and your family has as well, what advice would you give to uh, new incoming first-generation students and their families? I would say to not be afraid. And even though you think your parents, and it's true, they don't know the experience, they want you to share it with them because it is important to them. You know, they've raised you and they want you to be here and they want to see you succeed. And I think it's important not to leave them behind when you come to college and to lean on them because they have advice whether they've been through it or not. And to go through things together, invite them, even times when you might not want your parents to be there because it it makes a difference to them and it makes them happy and they'll help you in the long run. So keeping those connections strong. Parents can be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning through my eight-year-old daughter right now that is that is the not true. And that you're not cool. <laughs> no, no, not even close. One not day. Close. Maybe one day. Well, um, we're right at about the 12-minute uh, mark here. Haley, thank you so much for doing this, and thank you for uh, agreeing to be a part of this magazine story. Um, like I said, the, the story will come out probably in January, and we've got a lot of really great students who are involved in this piece. Um, Dr. Perez is involved in this piece. We had a photographer come out a couple weeks ago or last week and uh, made everybody go through a professional photo shoot, and I imagine that was fun for everybody as well. Oh, my so. gosh, it was, it was hysterical. I wanted to do, like, clothing changes, wardrobe change. <laughs> oh, it's going to look great. Um, I should be getting the proofs of that very soon, so I'll let everybody know how it goes. But thank you so much. Good luck in your future, and uh, um, congratulations to you and your parents. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We won't Put us to death. Talking about my generation. Just because we get around. Talking about my uh, well, once again, thank you to Haley Simpson. Uh, Dr. Prez, she was, uh, she, we talked about this a couple weeks ago um, for the story, and she represented a lot of what you said as far as students who come in and are able to lean on their parents and how that helps them become successful. She seems like she had a pretty good head on her shoulders. Absolutely. I was really tickled to hear about how supportive her family was and, and how successful she appears to be. And so, um, yeah, being a first-generation student can be, can be tricky. And, it, and she was lucky that she had family support. There are many first-generation students out there who don't, and they struggle struggle in ways that some of us can never even imagine with the responsibilities that they will have in their homes, in their home lives, with their siblings if they have have siblings, or just with the struggles of navigating the campus and having to navigate it without a safety net. And I know this isn't about me, and I won't make it, it about me. It can be. It totally can <laughs> for, be. For me, for me, the difficulty was uh, my parents were very happy that I went to college. Um, but they were very hands-off. And for me, the difficulty was the financial, mm-hmm. was swimming through all that. Um, they knew I had a few scholarships, very small scholarships. They knew I was relying on grants, and they knew I was relying on financial aid. And they thought, oh, he's set. But it was a struggle. It was a very big struggle for me. And there were a couple of semesters in my first four years um, that I would take half a semester off. Like, I'd take six or eight hours just because that's all I could afford that semester or because I had to work full time to, you know, support the other things I wanted to do. So um, students that have to go through that 
if you're listening, man, I feel for you. Sure. Uh, enjoy those dollar menu items at, <laughs> at McDonald's, and uh, one day it will get better. Just stick with it. I, I promise you it'll get better. But that, that was my difficulty. Absolutely. I think that first-generation students um, might not know to – well, first, they might not know the, comp- the complexities of paying for higher education. Um, and oftentimes – their, their families are not prepared for that financially, but they're also, they're so excited about stepping foot on a college campus that if they were to reach back to ask for help financially, they might feel like, oh, oh I am, this might be my first failure. Yeah. You know, if I have to reach back and ask for financial help, I have to figure this out on my own. Um, and not knowing that they can find a job on campus and we can help our, you know, the campus community is designed to help support and so there's just so many resources and so many struggles that first-generation students and all students go through, but that first-generation students particularly might have more difficulty navigating. One of the students that's featured in this piece, um, her parents uh, immigrated to the United States, and um, neither of them, I think, got out of middle school. So she not only represents first-generation college, she was first-generation high school. She has younger siblings. She's got a lot of... Um, I wouldn't say burden, but uh, expectations on her shoulders, and she handles it so well. and uh, And I hope that comes through in the story. I just I've just begun writing it, so it's really hard to tell her story without just sitting in amazed, being amazed myself that you know she's doing all this with a big smile on her face. I can only imagine how difficult that that would be for somebody. Um, not only do you have going in, you don't know what to expect, but then to have so much riding on it, and your parents so proud of you, but then also like, well, we're really counting on you. <laughs> you yeah, know. you're going to bring up the whole family. We're, <laughs> right. we're all riding your coattails. Yeah, and she's going to become a doctor. And so if that succeeds, you know, she, uh, she'll do pretty well in life. Sure. And the, her pressure is not just her own success because she might be carrying, wow, I have to carry the whole family. If I don't make it, we all don't make it, um, and which is not the reality, no, no. but that's how the pressure that some students carry with them. I think listening to Haley's story and how her parents come to football games and like they're living vicariously through her experiencing the, the college experience. Um, and then we think about the other side. There's, there are students whose families or neighborhoods will ostracize them because now, oh, you're that, you're that college person. You're too good for us now. And it's, it's a, it's, it can be such a struggle for students to, to figure out who they want to be. Um, one of the things you said in our interview that uh, stuck with me was uh, when, in your own experience, you went into college thinking, um, I've only known a few things. My parents worked in the post office, so I know the postal industry, and I've known teachers. So going into college, that was all you knew going in. And uh, Haley wants to be a pharmacist because she was introduced yes. to a pharmacist. So, yes. So her parents were, were forward thinking with, uh, with doing that for we're her We're trying in high to school. expose her to something, to something new. Yeah. But then again... She chose something that she had been exposed to. Sure. Yes. And so we have to, you know, for generations to come, we have to try to be make a point of exposing them to something more than just what's at their fingertips. And and if we haven't had the the opportunity to experience something more, then that limits our children. And so that's that's one of those disadvantages of being a first generation student, because your family, once you come to college, and then you see oh my gosh, look at all these strange and random majors. Right. Um, it's only now that you can say, okay, well, now when I have children, 
I'm going to try my best to expose them to these strange <laughs> and random majors, which I wouldn't have known prior. Right. So, Dr. Perez, your, your title is, is uh, the Office of Student Success, but um, you deal with a lot of parents, too. So you asked Haley her advice for students. Um, what's your advice for parents, uh, specifically first-generation parents who have a first-generation student coming in? What do you tell them? Specifically, I, I share a few, a few things. I try to help them understand what the workload will be and what the day in the life of a college student will be. Because often they, their perspective of what their son or daughter's or student's life is going to be is like high school. And that the reality is the exact opposite, that their son or daughter will have two, maybe three classes in a day, and they'll have gaps in between where they need to study, where they need to get engaged on campus and make friends, where they need to get involved co-curricularly, and to help the families understand the importance of that full experience and to help them to understand and ask them to encourage their student to stay on campus late every now and again to engage in the community, to uh, help them to, to get a job on campus, and to reduce and change the expectation that they have of them at home. Because so many of these students are commuter students. And to change that home expectation. And if we could ask them to try to live vicariously and enjoy the experience as well. And that I'm looking forward to getting their application so that they could continue their educational experience after the, their son or daughter. As much as you want to see your kids every weekend, encourage them to stay. Stay yes. away. Enjoy life. Don't, you know, yes. spread your wings. <laughs> and, and remind them that they've gotten to this point because of their wonderful upbringing that their parents gave them. And it's time to, to trust them that what they've learned from them will stick. Well, um, this is a very interesting topic, and uh, I'm really excited about the upcoming magazine. Dr. Perez, um, thanks for co-hosting this week. We're going to take you out of your comfort level next week and have a guest on that uh, has nothing to do with anything here. We're just going, I don't know who that guest is. <laughs> but, uh, but, Fly fishing. Yeah, but, um, so you'll be back with us next week. I look forward to it. Yeah, I do too. Rhymes with Orange is a product of Campbell University's Office of Communications and Marketing. Vice President for Advancement is Dr. Britt Davis, and Assistant Vice President for Communications and Marketing is Ms. Haven Hoddle. Rhymes with Orange is co-produced by Sarah Harden, sitting to my right. She's the Director of Marketing for Campbell. Director of Visual Identity is my good friend Jonathan Bronsink. Director of Web Design is Nikki Zaywall. Uh, Leah will be back first week of December, and I, actually, I will be gone then, and uh, she'll have a co-host then as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please find us on iTunes. Uh, we are there. This is episode number nine. You can listen to this one and all previous episodes on iTunes or at Podbean. And uh, we'll see you next week. Or listen to you next week. Orange, <laughs> You'll orange, listen to us next orange, week. Orange. <laughs>